Welcome, Bankless Nation, to the final episode of the ETHCC experience. Yes, I'm sad too. It was a fantastic conference. It was a lovely three hours with some of my favorite people in the crypto space. Bringing up the rear, we have Kevin Owaki and Austin Griffith. When you put these two separately, they're very serious individuals, but when you put them together, they are just two dudes from Colorado who have a good time. So we're bringing in the most comical conversation out of this whole entire series to bring up the rear and to close out this ETHCC experience. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes. I had a ton of fun producing them. And this is what I try to do when I go to all these conferences. I try and bring back the experience that if you did not go to the conference, well, if you listen to these, I hope that you felt like you did. Kevin Owaki and Austin Griffiths, two dudes from Colorado, as I've said, those dudes tend to enjoy public goods. And these two individuals are, of course, public goods enjoyers. We also have a ton of fun recording this episode. We make a little bit of a game out of it. I'll let you experience that for yourself as you listen to the game that we play. Austin and Kevin, of course, are some of my favorite people. Kevin is relentlessly obsessed with trying to get people to coordinate. Austin is relentlessly obsessed with getting people to speed run Ethereum. That's his project. But they are both on a quest to get people to go more bankless. So I hope you all enjoy this fantastic conversation with Kevin Owaki and Austin Griffith. We usually do our pre-recorded ads for these episodes, but because they are so awesome and so fast, we're doing a speed run of these ads. Here we go. One of the big themes of ETHCC week was the launch of the ZK EVM. Three different teams all launched their test net. And while everyone is trying to claim who was first, we can confidently say that ZK Sync has been focused on the ZK EVM for the longest. The golden end game of the ZK EVM has been the vision of ZK Sync since the beginning. And during ETHCC week, they launched their 100 days to mainnet plan, which is now already down to 93 days. So if you're gonna join the ZK EVM wars, make sure you post about it on Lens, the first decentralized social networking graph. In crypto, we say not your keys, not your crypto, but on Lens, we say not your keys, not your content. Own your own social media handle, choose your own algorithm, and mint your profile using the secret code word in the show notes. And something that's likely going to be talked about on Lens is of course the Ethereum merge. And the merge is why you should be staking your ETH with Rocketpool. It's a decentralized Ethereum validator network where you deposit ETH and get your RETH in return and then you can take that RETH into DeFi. And if you run a node, you can let other people deposit their ETH into your node and you earn 15% of their staking commission as payment for your node operating services. And then maybe you want to take your RETH over to Arbitrum. For all of your DeFi things, Arbitrum is where you have to be. With over 35,000 contracts deployed and 1 million unique addresses, Arbitrum is leading the way into the age of rollups. You know how I know all these numbers? Because I watched Arbitrum's talk at ECC, which you should definitely also watch, but not before you're done watching this video first. But in order to get your money over to Arbitrum so you can buy your RETH natively, then you should use Juno because Juno is the fastest bridge from your checking account to an Ethereum layer 2. A checking account to an Ethereum layer 2 is absolutely crazy and it just takes minutes. Juno is your crypto checking account for the crypto era. But when you're doing all of these things, make sure that it's on a privacy first browser, which is why you should be using Brave. It blocks all the browser ads, it's got a native Web3 wallet, and it puts the user first the Web3 way. I hope you use all of these sponsors on your quest for going bankless. And now I bring you my in-person conversation with Kevin Owaki and Austin Griffith. Kevin, Austin, what's up, guys? What's Hello. up? Hey, I believe both of you were at ECC last year, but here we are again. Here we are. Here we are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's it feel different? Same? Same? Different? How's it feel? How French is it? It's so French. There's <laughs> so much... I haven't gotten COVID yet this year, so... Wow. Yeah, yeah, you and I got COVID last time. Yeah. I had the Delta variant, like the yeah. Alpha version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. 
Austin, you, you escaped from COVID last time, right? I don't think, I got it in Portugal, I think, but I didn't get it in Paris. Oh, yeah. you missed, missed the Paris COVID POAP. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, Kevin, you have a talk. Austin, did you have a talk? I did, yeah, I cool. talked about tooling today. All right, let's do a, a TLDR of Kevin's talk and then we'll go to Austin's. Yeah, so we just launched Gitcoin Passport, which you can get at passport.gitcoin.co. Basically, we just allow you to take the civil resistance that you have on Gitcoin grants and bring it to any other DApp in the ecosystem. So if you're a DApp developer that needs civil resistance for your app, then you can just integrate Gitcoin Passport with a couple lines of code and instantly find out how much proof of personhood, how much personhood score your user has. So Gitcoin Passport, get it at passport.gitcoin.co. And there's like a kind of a meta shift I've been calling it towards the world of like identity and reputation. Uh, Gitcoin is leaning right into that, but you guys have been building that out for a while. Yeah, you get three years of civil resistance and all of our thinking and the fraud defense team at Gitcoin DAO at your back if you integrate Gitcoin Passport. Sick. Uh, Austin, what was your talk about? Mine was about speedrun Ethereum. If you're a Web3 organization and you're bringing in Web2 devs and you need to get those Web2 devs up to speed, Go to speedrunethereum.com. It takes you through Scaffold ETH, takes you through, you know, you'll get the syntax quickly, but then it also teaches you the mental model of what are good things to build on Ethereum and what are not. So in your guys' talks, who said the word coordination more? Definitely him. It's got to yeah. be. I think you probably said speedrun Ethereum a couple of times. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Or I did. No, you, I, you, I you, you did. Yeah. yeah. That's the Austin Griffith <laughs> drinking game is how many times did you say speedrun Ethereum? <laughs> <laughs> Speedrunethereum.com. This is like seven for this interview. I think, so I think we're doing good. Who's okay. even tried? There should be like a little counter. Like cutter, yeah. <laughs> I, if I could say coordination as many times as yeah. you say speedrun Ethereum. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past Luke. If, if Luke is editing this, I bet you there's already a number counter up on the screen. Okay, cool. Well, uh, great coordination, Luke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so what are the themes of the recent state of crypto that you guys have really been leaning into? What, what, what's been like floating around in you guys' brains? Uh, Kevin, go first. Oh, number went down and it went down again and then it went up. And I think that we're all kind of building through the bear market. I think that the next cycle, I'm really excited about projects that have object level impact on people's lives and do good for average people, not just rich people, are going to be what's a big part of the next cycle. So I think about this as like the regen investment cycle. How can we disrupt NGOs with impact DAOs and leverage the properties of blockchains like transparency, immutability, global scale? and disrupt the impact sector. There's actually $25 trillion per year that's spent on public goods through governments, and we can do it better with impact DAOs. So basically building regen stuff is what I'm focused on right now because just when I provide utility to everyday people using impact DAOs and uh, actually have a, an op-ed going live in Bankless called Front Running the Regen Opportunity, which we'll link in the show notes that's all about that. <laughs> uh, one of the themes that I've been tapping into lately is repairing crypto's broken image after the mania that was 2021. So like gamers now hate us. A lot of artists hate us for like, you know, NFTs, like people just like, oh, crypto, we got way bigger and like way more injected into every single conversation. And now we have like a lot of repairing to do with that broken brand. We need crypto games that aren't Ponzi schemes. We need some like actually support the artists and that have that not be a meme. But I think also the Ethereum merge plays into this. But also, Kevin, I think public goods and legitimacy through like public goods funding also plays into this. Have you thought about this as well? Yeah, totally. This seems like a really good opportunity to show my book, uh, which <laughs> I just wrote. We get it out of my bag here. It's called Green Pilled, 
how crypto can regenerate the world. And so there's lots of opportunities to create what we call regenerative use cases of crypto that help everyday people and increase their capacity over time. And, you know, I think the first thing is first do no harm. So let's reduce the climate impact, which the merge is already doing. I think the ecosystem has to develop an immune system against scams and Ponzi schemes. And, you know, the next Terra hopefully won't be able to rug so many people because there'll be an immune system for that. And, you know, I think Bankless did a good job of calling out Terra before it had even grown. And if more people had listened to you, then hopefully people wouldn't have gotten rugged so much. So first do no harm. And then we build these impact owls that are actually good for people and good for the planet and mm -hmm. good for the world. World. So anyway, in sum, you can get my book at greenpill.party, which mm -hmm. is all about how crypto can regenerate the world. Austin, you interface with a lot of developers for like their first time into Ethereum and just crypto at large. Does like crypto's brand, does that make things difficult for you or are you not really interfacing with all that? I think so. I think that like my target audience is Web2 developers that are interested in Web3. And when their first interaction is with some NFT bro, like mansplaining to them about crypto, like as a developer, they're kind of turned off by that. So I do think that we do have like some image stuff to work on. But every time, almost all developers I know, like good builders start to tinker with smart contracts and just get bit by the bug. They get, you know, goosebumps on the back of their neck when they start thinking about the fun things that they can build with it. So you just have to get them through that initial stage of there's some garbage, but there's some <laughs> awesome tech too. Yeah. So if I'm one of those developers, is there a site that I can go through to like say speed run yeah. the development yeah, process yeah. and what yeah. is it? It's uh it's speedrunethereum.com. Oh, okay. Speedrunethereum.com. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, what are you doing after this? We're at the close of the second day. We got one more day, we got Thursday. I think we're probably all here in Paris until the weekend though. What are you guys looking for? What are you guys doing after this today? And then what are you guys doing for the rest of the week? You first. I uh, so I have a nuts workshop. We're doing a full day workshop on Friday where we start with what is solidity and we end with like building a DEX and learning how to audit smart contracts. Would you all say you're speed day. running? We're going to yeah. speed run Ethereum. <laughs> <Wow>. Yes. <laughs> wow. And probably drink some beer on a boat too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. For me, Sustainable Blockchain Summit is Thursday and Friday. So talking about how we can coordinate. Is that with Juan? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who it's with. Oh, okay. They put things on my calendar and I go okay, to them. Okay. Um, and then tonight, going to a, a dance party. Woo. So you're going to teach yeah. me how to dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of this. Some oh, okay. Of this. I got it. Like this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah. cool. Wow, we got it. I'm, coordinated. I'm so coordinated, yeah. you know, like yeah. physically. We can speed run it later. I can take you through it. <laughs> okay. I can't move that fast on the dance floor with right. a sloth. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, coordination is hard in the real world. That's why I got to talk about it in the metaverse so much. Right, yeah. Does, does it count to talk about coordination? Is that a form of coordination? I mean, I think it's or all... Or is that just a LARP? It's all a LARP, right? Yeah, it's all so, a LARP. Everything is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> is there any like other talks that you guys are looking forward to? Or you guys talked about some of the things you're going to, but just like other people you're looking to engage with? Or also like just like the other conversations that are going on in the space that aren't speedrunning Ethereum or coordination <laughs> What's another like? Yeah, well, it's all coordination <laughs> on, at some level, but okay. Uh, no, I'm excited about DAOs in the future of work. I've talked to a couple of mainstream outlets, you know, Yahoo Finance, CNN, that are talking about how DAOs and Web3 can 
allow access to a Western middle class style of living to people across the world. And, you know, so going along with the themes of what has object level impact on everyday people instead of just the rich people, the fact that, you know, on Gitcoin, you can earn a six figure salary with grants and with the bounties on there and you can earn from anywhere is really compelling. And, you know, we kind of take for granted having access to Western labor in the United States, but we have users on Gitcoin that are from Nigeria and are from Eastern Europe that just can't trust their banking system. And if they were to get payments through the fiat system, their bank might seize it on the way to them, but they can get paid within 15 seconds on the Ethereum network when they work for a DAO or they work on Gitcoin. So future work, I expect to be a big part of the next cycle, or I guess since it's already happening, the present of work. That sounds very bankless. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm behind in the word count, but I should be saying bankless. <laughs> One. Yeah. One. Oh, All right. yeah. Luke, add David to the scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the board. Yeah. Mine counts as 10. I need to catch up. Yeah. And I would lean toward like Juan Benet. Like Juan Benet is talking about incentives and how we can actually like make real changes happen in the world mm -hmm. by creating the right incentives to drive that kind of thing. So like mm -hmm. this mechanism design game theory kind of thinking about behaviors and how we kind of move people toward the behaviors that we're looking for. And even going back to like Amin at MCON talking about like nation states failing to coordinate and how it's not yeah, us it's versus them, for me it's right all there. of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Speed run Ethereum. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. All right. Just what, I, what else is on your guys' mind just generally? Anything particularly rise up to the surface? Building, like yeah. just getting builders in, getting them to speed run Ethereum. Did you guys have in. the same level of, as soon as the bull market happened at like the start of 2021, because like we were in the bear market and, but like we saw 2020 happen and that was like the first part of the bull market that was pretty exciting. But then like the second half of the bull market in 2021 really got kickstarted. And, and then that was when like irrationality was just like off the table and what we were building was confusing to me. And so like 2021 was for me, it was like, Super exhausting. Did you guys kind of feel that too? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint at this point when you've been doing it for five years. But 2021 had some crazy things that happened in it for sure. Yeah. And uh, some of those things give us those bad images, like talking about, right. like you, you were saying crypto has a bad image, but the word Web3 was working for a while. Right. And I think possibly it got tarnished in that sure. enough that like I go to speak at a, at a React conference and as soon as I say Web3, there's a couple people that get really excited right. and then there's a bunch of people that just like check out and right. they're out of there. Like this grifter's trying to mm -hmm. scam me somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we, we rebranded crypto because it had all of the negative branding from pre 2020 earlier. Mm -hmm. Like it had the ICO, Mt. Gox, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's like this new thing, this web three. And then we effed that up too. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. It's a permissionless ecosystem. Anybody mm -hmm. can say they're Web3. You know, any jabroni can throw that mm -hmm. at the top of their Twitter and then act like an idiot. And then we Do you think this get... is a, a thing that we're just going to have to fight for like, so. the rest of time? Yeah. Like, so we think just so. need the honest builders to outbuild the dishonest builders? I think what you need is to have headlines grabbed by things that are like good for the world and good for people instead of just the Ponzi schemes. And, you know, Vitalik talks a lot about in proof of stake how you want to build a protocol that's much economically 
cheaper to defend than it is to attack. Mm -hmm. And that's how you create anti-fragility in the proof of stake protocol. The analogy that I'll use here is like, if you think of a scoreboard of like DGEN versus regen use cases, or like Ponzi versus regen, then basically what you want to do is you want to make it the incentives of the builders such that it's like not profitable anymore to build like the next Ponzi scheme, but it is profitable and like attractive to build like more regen stuff and things that are good for the world. And so, you know, if we can shift that incentives, if like capital could rotate into region projects, then I think that that kind of solves for the incentive, like, and then it'll just happen naturally. Like, I don't think this is a narrative that we can meme until it's actually true and happening. And so trying to engineer that is kind of like what I've been focusing on coordinating. <laughs> One of the uh, the themes that we were talking about with Van Spencer in our most recent podcast with him was like, what is the next like mania in the world of crypto? Like, what's the next meta that we shift to? And we were talking about like layer twos because they're the easiest thing to spin up and produce a yeah. very significant amount of capital, which yeah. is kind of like a grift. But like, it used to be like proof of work fork and fair launches. And then it used yeah. to be like, you know, the DeFi yield farms. If it eventually shifts into layer twos, like I'm sure it can be just as degenerate as the manias yeah. before them. But in that particular version of like a mania, if there is a layer two mania, it produces a ton of cheap block space as an exhaust, which of all byproducts, cheap block space that's hooked into Ethereum securely via layer two doesn't actually sound like the worst negative byproduct. It actually sounds like good coordination. Yeah. I mean, I will say that we we just built, uh, thank you, by the way, kind of Luke. Uh, we, we just built voting.gitcoin.co, which is a way of staking on Gitcoin grants that you think are quality, which provides signal into the quadratic funding mechanism. And one of the neat things was that we bridged GTC over to, I didn't do it actually, uh, you and Danielle did it, over to Optimism. And what's really neat is that you get the security of the Ethereum mainnet at like a thousandth of the price. And you can just deploy any contract to it because it's EVM compatible. EVM equivalent equivalent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's the word. And so I don't know, I just it's really great for builders to be able to build stuff with the security of the Ethereum mainnet and a thousandth of the price. I think that that could drive alone a bunch of different new use cases that have been priced out of the mainnet thus far. Yeah. And speaking of Daniele, he came through by doing speedrun Ethereum. Mm. He's part of a region system where yeah. I'm streaming ETH to him. And now he got hired at Gitcoin, yeah, we like a single developer. He's, we did. We did. Uh, coordinating yeah. at Gitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. It's to create more coordination. Maybe in the he world. could come back and help me a little bit with speedrun Ethereum, though. Yeah, I don't no, know. That'd be a coordination failure, I think. <laughs> as long as he's bankless, it's okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Guys. We're all just gonna be reduced to a meme at the end of this video. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so this is gonna be the last interview because it's also the funniest interview I've done so far. Is at the very end of the show, and so since this is the end of the show, goodbye, listener. Thank you for tuning in. Can we yeah. say bankless ten times fast? Ready? Three, two, one. Bankless, 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 bankless. Man, you really ran up the scoreboard. That's three points per. Yeah. David has the home field advantage and he won. What yeah. a shocker. <laughs> you guys are just like the banks, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs>